Hello, welcome back to a new episode of the Queen City Roundup. With you as always, Joey Kanji. I'm here with my co-host, Matthew Spaniolo, and we have a guest today. We got John Chick, the NBA writer of The Score. How you doing today, John? What's up, guys? How you doing? Getting uh, by. Yeah, getting locked down, getting by, but... You know, same old shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just it's all waiting game now. So yeah, patience is is key during this time. Uh, so let's go. Instead of being patient, let's just dive right into it. Um, so Giannis got paid today. Um, so he signed his big supermax. I think it's what five year, two hundred twenty eight point something. Yeah, million yeah, dollar deal. Two twenty eight over five. That's the. That's basically the supermax for now. It would have been the same contract he could have signed if he waited till next summer with the Bucks. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm not surprised by it at all. Like I, I know that like part of us as a you know here in Toronto were either hoping or thinking that there was a possibility that the Raptors were going to be you know a possibility next summer. But you know, I don't know how much of it was realistic and how much of it was just kind of become kind of a playful Twitter thing. Um, I think that, you know, Yanis is pretty loyal to the Bucks to a certain extent. I don't know if he wanted to to be a distraction this season because if he hadn't assigned the, the deal now, if he hadn't signed it before December 21st, he couldn't sign it until next summer. So they would have played the whole season with this distraction about where's Yanis going to go. And uh, I think there's enough loyalty there with the Bucks organization that he just said, fuck it, I'm going to sign it. And uh, I think he wants to make it work in Milwaukee. And I mean, the thing too is like, you know, it doesn't mean that he can't ask for a trade in two to three years. Like what we saw with Paul George, he signed a, a max extension with the Thunder. And a year later, um, Kawhi comes to him and says, oh, you want to play with me in the Clippers? And he's like, yeah, yeah, let's let's do this. So let's get traded. So I don't, I don't know if there's, we can say that, Giannis will never play for the Raptors, but you know it's not it's not going to happen next year. So. Well, I saw a report from Mark Spears saying that if he were to go anywhere, it was probably going to be the Raptors. That's always fun to hear, right after he signed the the max deal. Yeah, yeah I missed that. That's actually that, that, that's noteworthy, I think, because like, you know, a guy like Spears is he, he's got his sources with the league, and the, that was kind of out there, like that it was probably either the Heat or the Raptors if it was going to be, you know, if he was leaving Milwaukee, and I think that. You know, I, I think that Messiah Jerry has a lot to do with that. There's a relationship there. But my biggest concern now from a Raptors standpoint, and not to, to get this off the honest topic yet, but is Messiah Jerry is still without a contract extension himself. So, I mean, if they have any hope of maybe getting honest in the future or, you know, ideally other big name free agents down the road because Messiah is so well respected, they better lock him up. And I'm not 100% sure he's coming back. I think he might have you know, broader ideas. He's certainly a talented, smart man. He could work for the league. He could work for the United Nations if he wanted to. Um, and he, he may, he may leave. So that would be a blow to the organization. I mean, I think that Bobby Webster's been set up in a good spot to succeed him if that happens, but, but yeah, no, I, I, I'm, I'm thinking of that down the road too, in terms of free agency as well. We'll get more into the, uh, into the Masai Ujiri situation uh, in a little bit, but, I just right now I'm just looking at uh, the 2021 free agents. I know that, especially with the moves the Raptors made this off season, they were really banking on Giannis becoming a free agent and saving money with uh, letting Gasol and Ibaka walk. Uh, how does this change things for for the Raptors? Like, who do you think is someone else that they that they might be targeting? Because there's a lot of pretty good names on this list. Yeah, it's it's hard to say. I mean, I don't know. Like, I think Giannis was the true big fish, and obviously. That like you know the, the Raptors being a team that probably had a decent shot of signing him had he gone to free agency, what happens after that? You know, with his name off off the block, like the you know in, in this this list is kind of paring down because you know even LeBron signed an extension recently. Um, you know, then you're going to Kawhi. I mean, what are the realistic options, the chances of Kawhi coming back to Toronto? I don't think they're that good. Um, and it's it wouldn't say impossible because if things kind of if the bottom drops out with the Clippers. You know, they're suitors. He, he certainly knows the system um, and, and the organization. But, you know, hard to say. Paul George signed an extension as well. So then you're getting into guys like Rudy Gobert um, and Victor Oladipo. Oladipo is an interesting uh, 
you know, player, I think. Um, I, I, I think he's a guy that, you know, maybe the Raptors might be interested in. But circumstance with him, he's still coming off an injury a couple of years ago. Um, kind of has to have, you know, kind of return to prominence this year. And the Pacers are in a situation, too, where they're probably wondering what he's going to do. And, you know, they might not want to lose him for nothing either. So, you know, that's mm-hmm. something to keep an eye on. But, but yeah, no, it's definitely a huge drop-off with with Giannis off off the books but you know like you know you, you can't bank on you know just these this one kind of pipe dream of a big superstar coming here and the Raptors have been good at managing their assets and keeping things open and you know it's just being ready for when a situation comes up like like the Kawhi situation a couple of years ago when you know he wanted out of San Antonio and they had the best offer for him yeah. so so, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't believe that the Raptors are really going to be in play for James Harden either. Like, I think there probably is a legitimate deal. Like, if you package up Siakam, OG, and maybe a few other guys for him. But that you're getting into a pretty steep price tag there. And I'm not, yeah, 100%, sure. I'm not 100% sure that trading for James Harden is a great idea. I mean, he's a great player, but I'm not 100% sure of his locker room. Uh, presence and uh, he has a tendency to kind of take over teams. So, you know, he's and he's only signed through I think twenty two. So, yeah, that would be a gamble. So, well, with Harden, I guess it depends on how many uh, strip clubs he likes visiting in in the city. <laughs> There's yeah. quite a few. I mean, <laughs> that, that was a topic on, uh, on on Twitter. I know a couple. Like, I think Will Luther wrote there that you know Niagara's close by, but certainly Toronto's got its its share. You can get to Montreal yeah. in a couple hours if you have to. Um, <laughs> for so sure, for sure. Nothing wrong on that front. I mean, it's colder certainly than Miami or. Uh, for Houston, but, but yeah, no, that's, that's one upside. Mm -hmm. So we've been talking a lot about like, you know, obviously what a should have cut us with like Giannis coming to the Raptors. That's now balked. Uh, Kawhi coming back is now kind of the focal point of everyone's mind. Um, Joey tweeted about it earlier. I just thought I'd throw that out there because Joey's bored. And, oh, very he, bored. <laughs> and uh, he wants to stir the pot a little bit. Um, but let's talk about, um, you know, some of the Raptors that are on the roster. Primarily, let's talk about the new guy. Let's talk about my boy, our boy, uh, Malachi Flynn, who had a hell of a game yesterday against Charlotte. Uh, simply put, I know I don't know if you what your take on this is. Did the Raptors get the better player in Flynn at 28 than the Hornets did with Ball at three? I don't know if it's it, – maybe it's way too early to say that, but Malachi Flynn it was like a, 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 a kind of certified sleeper in the draft. Like he was a guy that obviously playing at San Diego State wasn't on a ton of radars last season. Um, but he was a guy that was like – people said, yeah, this guy could be good. And, you know – we had him like in our mocks. We had him in like you know late first round. I, I thought I think one of our mocks had him gone by the time the Raptors picked. I think you know people had linked him to the Bucks, but when the Raptors actually selected him, it made a lot of sense. You know, obviously Terrence Davis situation made me think about what they might do by add you know adding another guard. Um, and then also at the time they didn't know what was going to happen with Fred VanVleet, even though I think they were fairly certain he was going to resign, and he did. But even if you're, even if you, you know, weren't in need of another guard, I think still think it was a smart pick. And yeah, it, it was a, it was a really good call. This guy can score in any number of ways. He can play the pick and roll. Um, he's got some defensive chops. Um, and like the, the, it's just the Raptors run a really good system. I think that's what's important about the organization is, you know, we talk about being a free agent destination, all this kind of stuff at its core. They really have built a good system with, you know, drafting smart players, drafting players who, you know, do little things, who buy into it, who are generally good character guys. Um, and that's why I wasn't, it wasn't surprising. So I'm not really surprised that he had, he's looked really good in these preseason games. Um, I don't know if I want to throw it out there as like a rookie of the year pick, but you never know with this class because there's a lot of question marks in this draft. So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm not going to say he's, he's better than LaMelo Ball yet because obviously LaMelo Ball has got a lot of upside. It's going to take him a few years to to kind of put it together. You know, he's going to have to learn how to shoot and all that. But I wouldn't be surprised if 
certainly if Malachi Flynn has a better rookie season than LaMelo Ball. Yeah. Um, and it, it was one of those things that popped into my head because I think, I mean, I think personally Raptors Twitter is the best form of Toronto sports Twitter just because, like, I mean, everyone's kind of happy now just because, like, there's no um, there's no more hostility with, uh, you know, with, with Leafs Twitter and, and baseball Twitter. I feel like it's almost getting to the point where we're getting spoiled of, like, oh, this guy's going to come up and be, like, next man up mentality. Um, I think, look, one question that I have, and it comes within the general, like, consensus of the NBA – um, we found out today that the Raptors are going to allow just a little hair under, I think, what was it, hair under 4,000, Joey? I think it was 3,800, uh, I think. Yeah, yeah. 3,800 fans. Yeah, like 3,800 people in the, uh, in the, I can't remember the, it's not, is uh, it, Emily it, Arena. Emily uh, Arena. So the, yeah. the arena where the, uh, where the Tampa Bay Lightning yeah. play. Um, so I guess the thing with me is, is this a smart thing to do, especially considering the state that they play in, it being Florida? Uh, yeah, no, it's it's not. It's not a smart thing at all. Um, it's it's pretty dumb, but I'm not surprised at all. And I, I think people shouldn't be surprised. I mean, you were talking about Raptors Twitter. I think that there's a there's a you're you're right about Raptors Twitter, but there's one thing that I think they get carried away sometimes, or certain members of Raptors Twitter get carried away into thinking that their team is some kind of champion of, you know, doing the right thing, whether it be through social justice. So certainly they've done some good things in that, but at the end of the day, we got to remember that these are businesses, right? And, you know, I think that, you know, 3,800 fans, it's not much, but that's still, you know, money. And, you know, I know that it's strange because in in the heat said last week that they weren't going to, allow fans in. I think Miami Dade's a little bit different than the rest of Florida in terms of, you know, kind of attitude toward this. So, but yeah, I mean, I'm not sure what Orlando's doing. Orlando is pretty close to Tampa. Um, I, I, forgive my ignorance. I'm not sure if they're allowing fans in or not. It wouldn't surprise me if they did allow fans in like they're doing here in Tampa, but it's just, it's a revenue stream. The NBA has all these protocols about if they're going to allow fans into the arena they have to be a certain distance from the court. You know, they can put a certain amount of people in private boxes, which are obviously further up. Um, so, you know, hey, like I don't I, – I'm not uh, – I guess I'm jaded enough to, to know that this is a business and they're going to they're gonna go for the cash. Um, as far as, the, you know, the people – take your own risk. If you want to go there and do it, that's up to you. I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't do it myself, but – that's the that's the United States right now, and that's Florida. So, you know, I shouldn't be surprised. Yeah, Florida's kind of its own its own world right now. Yeah, in its own world. So, uh, but yeah, based on like a pure like basketball um, perspective on this, I kind of like it just because like the Raptors aren't playing in Toronto, obviously. So this does kind of give them that home court advantage over other fans. Like that is if Tampa Bay is. A, is uh, adopting the Raptors as their own for this season. So they will actually feel like sort of like the home court presence. Yeah. It sounds like, it sounds like uh, from what I've seen from the Tampa media, I was on a couple of zoom calls with the Raps and there are a lot of Tampa media on those calls. So they're, they're pretty seem pretty excited about it. Um, You know, they, you might get like, they obviously don't have an NBA team there. Never have had one. So, you know, if it's an opportunity for people to go to games and get noisy and like, you know, buy gear, that's great. That's a good thing. You're kind of expanding the team's footprint as well. Like, you know, when the Raptors do come back here, when things get back to normal, maybe you've got some some more full-time fans. Whether that, you know, means that maybe Tampa gets an expansion team one day, that's certainly something I'm sure they're thinking about as well. But, but yeah, and uh, the other thing too is that they were, they got to figure out like TV in the area. Cause I didn't something I had really thought about, but I guess they're in the Orlando magic TV market. So if they want to get those Raptor games on TV in Tampa, they got to work out a deal with one of the local broadcasters and all that to do that. So, so yeah, I think they're taking a pretty, it, it seems like they've been well welcomed with open arms down there too. And obviously like, you know, the Jays have a bit of a history there. They're like the Dunedin's not far from there. They've been, you know, based mm-hmm. their spring trainings for decades. So, so it's kind of cool in a way that that sense that we kind of got that kind of Southern kind of extension. Yeah. That didn't even come to my mind. Um, but uh, I'm here looking at the, 
at the Raptors roster for this season. And after watching the two preseason games, there's some some players who uh, are new to the team, especially who I thought were making a positive impact. Like I really like Aaron Baines. I've been a fan of his for years. I thought that was a great signing. Um, but one player that kind of stood out for me outside of uh, of Flynn, the rookie, um, I thought DeAndre uh, Bembry kind of had a who showed flashes of uh, someone who can like maybe take that Hollis Jefferson esque type of uh, a replacement yeah. guy, like hard worker, yeah. good defender. Um, who are some other players that you think can like step up that maybe like pe- kind of go under the radar and that can surprise some people? Well, I'm with you on Bembry. I was a fan of his when he came out of St. Joe's out of college like four years ago. Um, I thought, <clears throat> honestly thought that he would have had a bit of a better career by now, but he's been pretty effective for what he does. The problem is he doesn't really, he doesn't really shoot that great. He never has. Um, that's one of the things that when guys come out of school, like if they can't shoot, you still kind of look at it and say, well, shooting's at least something you can learn. Um, yeah. he, he hasn't really done it, unfortunately, but he does a lot of other things. And I, I like him as that kind of project guy, um, you know, kind of part project, part energy guy, you know, a lot like Ronnie Hollis Jefferson was, you know, last season. Like, um, so I, I, I'm a big fan of that. Uh, you know, like, obviously, like you mentioned, Baines, I think that is the, about the best stopgap you would have got you know, having lost, you know, the back end Gasol. Um, I, I fully expected to lose one of those guys. I didn't necessarily expect to lose them both, but it's not that surprising. I think that, you know, he's a guy that can come in and play really meaningful minutes. He can hit shots if he has to as well. Um, good basketball IQ, good defender. Um, so, yeah, that's not bad. Alex Len is a guy that, you know, he was a former lottery pick. You know, I don't know if he's that good, but, you know, it's it's definitely worth a flyer at this point. Um, I think he's a guy that, you know, might be able to kind of resurrect his career a bit. And I'd be looking forward to seeing, you know, hopefully some more development from a guy like Matt Thomas as well. Um, you know, we know he can shoot, obviously. The question of probably minutes, maybe a little, you know, I don't know if he's going to really improve as a defender, but if you just need that guy to shoot, nothing else, you can probably live for minutes without, you know, tight defense from, I don't know much about Jalen Harris, uh, the other draft pick, um, mm-hmm. but it'll be interesting to see how this works out. We know Nick nurse, how he kind of runs the roster. Um, you know, what his rotation is going to look like. It's going to be interesting to see how he fits guys in, in the different spots. For sure. Yeah. It's one of those things that I think, we're getting to the point right now where like we've seen what this this development and what this this core of the team can can really do especially with players that aren't necessarily you know looked at as you know elites they're more or less just you know players that are being utilized properly right do you think that regardless of like whether the season ends in tampa or whether, you know, people are able to come back to Toronto in the summer because obviously there's the whole uncertainty with, you know, with uh, the number of cases and how many people get vaccinated and this and that and whatnot. Uh, Is it going to get down to the point where if we see another successful season in Toronto and we get to about the trade deadline, which I believe is in February, if I'm not mistaken, late February, early March? I'm not 100% sure it's been even it's even been released yet. It's probably going to be later. Uh, it might be early March because there's that break in the middle of the season, like March 3rd. So it's probably around there, but, but yeah. Do you think that if like, I I'm, I'm assuming that they're most likely going to be staying in Tampa by trade deadline time. Do you think that maybe people would be more interested to come into the Raptors just because now that they are in Tampa, you know, people do tend to gravitate to go towards the Florida just because you know, the weather, the atmosphere, um, you know, There's no no state no state income tax. Yeah, you know, exactly. The, 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 one, the yeah. tax is, is huge. <laughs> um, I mean, to be blatantly honest, the got local government's lack of giving a shit when it comes to <laughs> when it comes to COVID. Like, it, it's one of those things where it's like I feel like more people would uh, would be interested in, in going there. Um, I think we've kind of touched on all the Raptors. Uh, one question that I want to know, and, and this is kind of going backtracking a little bit to Kawhi. I don't know if you 
uh, you know, had much knowledge on this because this isn't, you know, he's obviously not a Raptor anymore. Um, what did you hear about the whole Jerry West saga uh, of him being sued uh, for about 2.5 million? And yeah, I just, saga there. I, I just kind of read about this actually today and I was trying to figure out what the hell this story was all about. I, I didn't really get all the details of it. Um, but like, it, it, it's, it, it looks like, like, uh, yeah, I, I, I have no idea like who this guy who is, who's, who's doing the, uh, like the lawsuit. Like he claims that he helped the Clippers get Kawhi. Like, like who is this guy exactly? Like, <laughs> Uh, I, I don't know. Um, like it, it, it strikes me as one of these kinds of things where, you know, this is one of these ancillary kind of NBA weirdo stories, but I think, uh, I don't think it was a surprise when Kawhi went to the Clippers. Though. I think, you know, it was kind of like basically like rumored as his destination. If he wasn't going to stay with the Raptors, he was going to extend for like a year or something like that, that, that he, he was going to go to, uh, he was going to go to LA. I mean, I don't think anybody expected him grabbing Paul George as well, but so this guy's name is Johnny Wilkes, apparently. Um, he, he, he close ties to uncle Dennis. Yeah. I, I don't know. That, 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 that's a weird story. I mean, I don't know. Like there's always these like kind of side things in the NBA and the fact that TMZ is reporting, by the way, TMZ, I love, they're like, they're great at what they do, but you know, it's, it's one of these weirdo stories. That I don't think it really means much at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, just a few more things before we, we wrap up the Raptors portion um, of this episode. Um, what Do you think that the Raptors are still being disrespected, especially by the media down south? Because I've seen a lot of playoff projections having them at like a 7-8 seed. Do you think that's, a, that's accurate or there would be better than that? I don't know. Like, yeah, I mean, last year was obviously – I think there was some legitimate disrespect from certain media outlets last year. Um, like, I don't know. I Sometimes we, we just got to remember that some of the guys in the media, even if they're former players who should know better, aren't as bright as we think they are. And, like, you know, I don't know. This year it's a little bit different. I think that this year, you know, losing a back-end Gasol is, is, is a pretty bad blow. I mean, you know, you're losing a lot of basketball IQ there. Um, not to say that, you know, it's crippling for them. I mean, I think they, like I said, they, they, they did probably the next best thing they could do by going out and get Aaron Baines and like Lana's like maybe a flyer, but, but yeah, no, it's, it, it, there's definitely going to be some regression in terms of the wind column. I don't think there's any doubt about that. You know, when that, when that thing came out, I think it was an over-under on wins. And if I'm not mistaken, it was 41. I think a lot of people got excited because I don't think they were taking into consideration that that's 41 wins in 72 games and not 82. So 41, I think they're probably a little bit better than that. But I don't think it's radically crazy to peg it at 41. I mean, you know, you could probably peg it at 43, 45, but then you're getting into, you know, you're getting, you're getting, you might be getting into overachiever territory there a little bit too. I mean, we all, we obviously know what the team is like. I mean, we we know who Kyle Lowry is at this point in his career. You know, he's he's a winner. Um, I, I what I'm looking for from the Raps is especially is to see more, you know, improvement from uh, Siakam. You know, I, we saw him struggle in the bubble and during mm-hmm. the playoffs, and I wouldn't bet against him. I mean, the guy just. He really only started playing basketball like a decade ago, which is insane to think yeah. like how meteoric his rise mm-hmm. has been. So I would, I would bet on him. I mean, I think he can do it. I think he just has to work on certain aspects of his game. I think he has to get like a mid-range jumper that's reliable. You know, it's it's kind of a boring shot, but it's a money shot. So, mm-hmm. you know, and I, th- I think he can do it too. I think if you see an improvement, like kind of a upward trajectory on Siakam's game, so got Kyle Lowry, who's going to be a year older, and he's obviously in his mid-30s now. But, you know, as long as he's healthy, we know what he is. Um, they're, they're, they're right in the mix. That team's going to be right in the mix. Um, you know, and probably two through five in the East. I mean, I think you can still look at Milwaukee as being the best regular season team in the East. You know, obviously what Miami did in the playoffs last year. Um, you got to give respect to them. No, I have no idea what we're going to see from the Nets. It's going to be fascinating. Um, yeah, Philly's going to be 
Philly's going to be interesting. Boston's obviously. So I, I'd maybe put the Raptors right now four. Um, That's what I was thinking. Yeah. 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 I mean, that could slide. That could slide down to six. But, you know, it, it's all the it's all the side. It's going to be a wild season, too. Like, we don't know how many guys are going to get COVID. We don't know how many games are going to get postponed or canceled. So, you know, touch wood that it all works out. But, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, yeah they're, they're, they're right in the middle there, I think. So, like, comparing it, because, like, obviously, you know, there's going to be fewer games this year, 72 compared to the, you know, the average 82. Do you see 40-plus wins happening with this team? Or do you see maybe them taking a little bit of a dip with me? Like, uh, like high 40s going into, like, you know, maybe 50 if they're good enough? Or do you think that they maybe kind of, like, dip a little bit in wins? Because I think 53, uh, 53 was very, like, optimistic. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think that's too high. Like I was just saying, I think that, like, you know, mid-40s is probably their wheelhouse. I think that, like... You know, when they, when, when they had put that over under at 41, a lot of people were complaining. I wasn't 100% sure that the people that do, were, were doing the complaining were aware that they were talking about a 72-game season because 41 and 31 and 72 games ain't that bad. It's, well, it's probably the equivalent of, like, 46 and 36 in a regular season. So, yeah, I think that, you know, they're probably a little bit better than that, you know, in a right, you know. So, yeah, I, I think if you were playing a full 82 games – you know, with this season with this team, you'd probably be looking at like 47 or 48 wins. So what's the what's the what's the equivalent of that in a 72 game season? It's probably like 43, 44. Um, I, that's what I think. I mean, they could be better. I don't think they're going to be much worse. If they are much worse, it's either because people are hurt or like Siakam just you know kind of flat lines. But I don't think either one of those. I mean, obviously with injuries, you never know, but. You know, I, I think that yeah, mid forties is is probably their is, is would be their wheelhouse. Um, so you just mentioned uh, Siakam, and and I'd like to get your thoughts on this because this is something that I've been thinking about a lot. Um, who do you think is the going to be the the future number one guy of this team? Is it going to be Siakam, or do you see Ananobi, uh, or do you see Ananobi um, stepping more into that role? I think it's right now. It's it's Siakam's to lose. I mean, we know we know how good OG could be. Um, he's still he's still he's still kind of developing though. <clears throat> I think like Siakam was there last year as that kind of featured player, but we obviously saw, you know, kind of the you know kind of the downsides to that, like that, you know, kind of the shortcomings of his game. Mm-hmm. In the bubble, especially, um, and now a part of that was situational too. I like even said it, like you know, they hadn't played basketball for a couple months. People were kind of it was kind of a weird situation in the bubble. People weren't all comfortable. Um, and like I said, like this guy's this guy's worked so hard to get where he where he is to go from like you know a uh, high motor draft pick that only picked up a basketball in like two thousand nine or ten or something like that to become an NBA all-star in the last season is, uh, is meteoric. And I, so I, I, I'm confident he's going to, he's going to keep improving. And I think that it's, it's Siakam's team um, until otherwise not until he's traded or, you know, well, like I said, OG and Obi just kind of like comes out firing out of the gates and has suddenly this like all-star level wing player. I mean, he, he might have a case to make there, but I'm not hundred percent sure that that's going to happen. I think, I think OG is going to be a really solid NBA player probably for a long time, but I, I don't know if I see star there necessarily. I'm not superstar anyway. <laughs> and yeah. uh, unless Matthew has anything, uh, last thing, who's your MVP for the Raptors this season? That was going to be my question. So oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is like, this is the question every year. And I mean, I guess like with the exception, maybe the Kawhi year in the championship. Um, and it goes back to like when DeMar played here too, but you know, there's two answers to this. It's, it's probably statistically like last year, it's probably going to be Siakam, but in reality, the MVP is Lowry just from, you know, what he does, he's the catalyst for the team. He runs the show. Uh, he does it all. Like without without Kyle Lowry, I mean the definition of the MVP is like your most valuable player, not necessarily your best player. Um, so using that, I would say Lowry. But I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if you know they were it would, if they were doing a hardware for such a thing that it would give it to Siakam. But we all know that the MVP is Kyle Lowry. Yeah, he's the sure. backbone for sure of of this squad, heart and soul for sure. Mm-hmm. 
So, uh, Matt, you got anything else you want to add? No, we pretty much hit it on the head. I mean, I would have liked to talk about where would you, I would have liked the honest watch to go a little bit longer, but I mean, you know, <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, I think it would have been a little better if like, it was uh, like, kind of like a Monday morning news getting broken because then like, we could just be like, okay, we get it out of the way. Uh, and then we can just go on about our lives, but it is what it is. We needed some news with, you know, obviously the, uh, the lack of progression with, uh, with, you know, stuff of the NHL and now with the MLB is obviously, you know, kind of maybe going through some, some changes. So, I mean, like, this is a great refreshing, uh, touch base. Also, I love seeing live sports on my TV. That's not just football. Good God. Yeah. Yeah. That's one I upside. To all this too. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And like, I'm hoping that like everything continues to go, uh, pretty well. Yeah, I touch wood. I mean, like, you know, it's mm-hmm. not going to be easy. Like, the baseball and football have been doing this, and they've had to postpone games, and I'm sure we're going to see that in the NBA. But it's a world we live in, so, you know, we just hope for the best. Exactly, yeah. All right. So I uh, want to tell our listeners, uh, John, where they can find you. Yeah, as always, you can uh, find me on Twitter at Roof That Peach and uh, use the Score app, which if you're in Toronto, I know a lot of people do. Hit us up, uh, as always. Um, just uh, is there a story behind that your your Twitter handle, or is it just something you just you just <laughs> the, thought the, of? The, I've been asked this several times. I'm not really 100 <laughs> percent sure. This is something like my buddy. This is like a term my buddy used like 10, 15 years ago. And like it just kind of stuck in my head. And when I sign up for Twitter, I'm like, I'll just use this. I don't even know what it means, to be honest with you. So people think it's like got some kind of like, you know, like kind of dirty undertone to it. I'm not 100 percent sure. Oh, I don't really, but I don't know. It's it's a roof and a peach. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> as long as like no like, employer looks at that and they're just like, what's this mean? And you're just like, it could be much worse. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan of just random words together, like stuff that makes no sense. So like, I've kind of, it's kind of grown on me. That's why I've never changed it. So. Yeah. With, the, with the Twitter accounts that I see on my feed, this one's not the most out of, out of the ordinary. There are some great ones. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Very true, yeah. All right. All right. Uh, yeah, thanks for coming on, man. All right, guys, anytime. <laughs> Um, so yeah, a huge thank you to our boy John for coming on, shooting the fun stuff about the Raptors. Roof that peach. Remember that name. Never forget it. Itch it I, into your. I think it's kind of hard to forget. Yeah, exactly. Just literally, like it's you put it in your contacts, and then you're gonna look at it and be like, "Oh yeah, that's actually sick." Mm-hmm. It's literally what it's going to be. Yeah. So not much else other than the Raptors. We got this. Will be a shorter episode. Which means you're either all going to like it or you're all going to hate it. There's going to be no in-between. We'll try not to bore you with uh, the ins and outs of the NHL CBA and the return to play format. Uh, Yeah. Um, For what we know, it's coming back the 13th, which means that it's coming back probably February 13th. Allegedly. It's going to come back in February. I think it's still like, like with the way that it is right now with the pandemic, even with the vaccine now being like started to uh, be distributed, um, there was that friggin' rumor about the NHL wanting to buy uh, like dosages for themselves, like for the players and the and the staff or whatnot, which was quickly shot down. It was funny because everyone was like saw that and they were just like, "Of course the NHL would do this." And then of course they're like, "No, no, it's not true," as they literally like sweep it away on the dustpan <laughs> and chuck it in the garbage. Um, like, look, yeah. look, look, World Juniors, World Juniors. Look, look, actual hockey in like 10 days, which is friggin' maddening. The fact that they're the fact that the world juniors are still going on is just so I don't know. Like, so, let's, I, let, so, so, so let's talk about that because off air, you were saying how you're surprised that they're even happening and you don't think they should be happening. I hold a, a different opinion. Um, about the Nick Robertson thing, about, um, no, just about the World Juniors happening in general. Um, like here's the thing. I like I I don't know if I'm like I'm gonna watch it, obviously. And I, and like hockey's proven that like once you do a bubble, it works. But the problem is is like you're doing it internationally, which is such a huge risk. And like we already saw like a lot of people, I think mainly from Team Sweden, 
uh, were pulled from the team. One of them, which is William Wallander, who was a really good pick for the Red Wings. Um, he pulled or uh, he ended up getting uh, cut and, you know, staying and quarantining in Sweden. But then again, in Sweden, they honestly don't give a shit about the pandemic at all. They're just like kind of going on about their daily lives. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like I still like, like looking at team Canada's team, obviously it's not fair because like, I think there was that, that post where it was like 20, uh, 20 of the players are first round picks like Kirby doc, uh, Bowen Byram's on the team. There are other ones that I'm forgetting. Uh, oh, uh, Cole Perfetti is on the yeah. team. Quinn Byfield's the number one center. Yeah, Quinn Byfield's the number one center. Uh, Laugh Frenier's not on the team because the Rangers are greedy. That's a big one. Yeah, I mean, you can say the same thing about the Leafs and Nick Robertson. Well, I mean, yeah, we have to make it uh, about the Leafs again. But, like, the funny thing is, is, like... It's always it, about the Leafs. Come on. I think, to be completely honest, I'm not really sold on team on uh, on the U.S.'s uh, World Junior team just because, like... Well, their best player won't be there, so... This is true. This is very, very true. Uh, and, and, no, I'm not just saying that just because I stupidly bought his Leafs jersey after the Leafs blew a 3 nothing lead in the playoffs in the bubble. Yeah, that was hilarious. I still can't believe he did that. But like looking at the the roster for for the US, um, which I can't even look at because of course the the double IHF does not have legitimate rosters. Um, <laughs> I just have to like find the tweet, I guess. I just have to find like the the Bob McKenzie tweet. Okay, here we go. Uh, the NA of course the NHL website has it. Um so yeah, like looking at like Canada's uh, world junior team like Byram, J- uh, Jamie Drysdale is really good. Uh, Caden Gooley's pretty good. Brain Schneider, who was almost a Leaf, uh, like Dylan Cousins, uh, Dil- uh, Jack Quinn, who was a, uh, a save the Sabres pick, which was mm-hmm. way too high. Um, but yeah, like looking at like the American side of things, like there's maybe like I, I like Arthur Kaliev. Spencer Knight is good. Uh, they cut uh, Shane Wright from Team Canada, which one of my friends was very upset about because he's uh, he's a local. He's from Kingston, so mm-hmm. he's a little bummed about it. But like, you, you make sense. What is he? Fifteen? Sixteen? He's like Sixteen? I think. Jesus Christ! Or no, I, I, I don't know. It's, I don't know about you, but I I was uh, I've reached. Oh, I th- I'm sure you have too, but I'm two years older than you, so you. you you don't feel it as much as I do, but that you've reached that point in life where like all these athletes that you're buying their jerseys of and like, and like looking on it and being like, damn, that's a, that's a hell of a player. And like you watch them on TV and they're massive. You think they're like, like 30 years old. And then you look and you're like, oh, I'm two years older than this guy. And then it just makes you feel all upset. Yeah. Like it's funny because I remember I said that uh, the 2018 draft uh, which I believe was the draft that uh, the Leafs drafted Rasmus Sandin, if I'm not mistaken. That was the first draft, I believe, in the 2000s. Like, yeah, it was like, the first draft of people born in the year 2000. And it really kind of stung because, like, I look at it now and I'm just like, I'm the same age as Rasmus Sandin. Like, mm-hmm. I'm only like a couple weeks older than Rasmus Sandin. And this kid's going to be playing hockey in the NHL. And I'm just sitting here like some, you know, goofy weirdo in my bedroom which just goes to show you who's winning at life um but yeah like as soon as i hit like the 2018 draft i was just like okay let's let's stop it here like let's yeah. look at all and then like it's kind of like you have to look at all the players that you uh that you you know maybe you stumble across somebody that like you went to high school with or, or somebody like that but like very few players come out of york region I went I went to a uh, to a baseball game, a Blue Jays game to be exact. It was two days as if after. there was any other game to go to. True. I was two days it was two days after Vlad made his uh, MLB debut against the Oakland Athletics. And I it was the day of my birthday. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna treat myself. I'm gonna I'm gonna buy me a nice jersey. And then I bought a Vladimir Guerrero Jr. jersey, and when I paid for it. Not only my wallet was a little upset, but I was too because I just like remembered that holy shit. 
it's kind of weird that I'm buying a jersey. So in a sense, I'm looking up to this child, which was what he is to me, to this child that is uh, playing a sport. And then I just started to question all my life decisions up to that point. Yeah. It's kind of like one of those things where it's like, I don't know if it's only with guys. I feel like it's kind of like the only thing with guys, like you can't help but compare like whether it's like to some guy that like, like, you know, Jesus, I hope, I hope that I hope they don't take that sentence out of context. No, but I mean like, it's like, you know, like the guy, like the guy that you always compare yourself to like guys, all guys always do that. And Mm -hmm. like, it's, I I don't think it's offensive because it's talking about how, you know, insecure and jealous we get over the stupidest things. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think I've gotten a lot better, but like, I still, if you say that you're like, if I, if I'm interested in somebody and they're like, Oh, I'm just going out with this like semi pro hockey player. Who's like going, I think that happened one time. Like I, and then like semi pro hockey. What even is that? Like, uh, like I guess like playing in the OHL, is it beer like, league and you guys and the teammate a bet on whoever scores gets 20 bucks or whatever. Yes. Um, no, but I think like the guy, if I remember correctly, one of my friends was seeing him and he was playing hockey at like the, like the, I think it was the OJHL. And then he went to play in the O didn't really get much playing time, went back to the o, uh, OJHL and then went to go play overseas in Italy. And then That's like, not bad. and then like, you know, like she like looked at his numbers and she's like, he's good. And I'm like, do you know the Italian hockey league? <laughs> like, I didn't mean to be a dick, but like, I'm just saying like <laughs> nobody, like nobody in Italy plays. Hey, hockey. Hey, hey. He's probably better than I am. He's probably better oh, than he's you are. hundred percent. Yeah. Like, way better. But he kicks my the, ass. The, the Italian league is also the league that James, oh, no, sorry, not James Reimer. Wow. Justin that, Pogge. No, not Justin Pogge. It was Andrew Raycroft retired playing in the Italian league. And I believe it was what? the Italian second division. No way. Yes, that's where that's how far Andrew Raycroft fell. Hold on, I have to look at this. I need to fact check it. I am 95% sure. Yeah, he played. You know what's really funny? He played he put up like an 875 or something like that. No, he put up a 918 in his first year. In his first and only year playing in okay, Italy never mind. I'm thinking for of Milano. Else, he put up a 918 in 42 games. Which is funny because that was his best save percentage in like ten years. And it was in the Italian league. Good for him. He, he's he's made. I was looking. I was like the other day. I was looking at uh, like teams that were affiliated with the uh, the double IHF because you know they're they're pretty big, right? Like they have a lot of countries under their uh, their belt. Um, what's really interesting is like if you look at the clubs that are. Um, all right, the countries that are registered, there's a lot. Like, uh, trying to think about like like Japan's registered. Like, I haven't seen Japan. Uh, oh no, yeah, there's a lot. Oh no, this is just population. My bad. I'm t- I, I saw like actual- like. No, yeah, yeah. I was looking through like the like the double IHF standings one day because I was bored in quarantine. You know, you just look up random shit on your phone, and uh, yeah, I saw like Bosnia and Herzegovina and like. Mexico and like like Spain. I'm like I think I saw South Africa too, and I'm just like yeah. this is this is crazy. I didn't think hockey was like they even knew what hockey was in some of these places. Yeah, exactly. And this is where like I'm, I I kind of wish that like it, it kind of just shows you that like hockey is such a shitty sport to to market just because like there's all of these like cities and countries that like should be able to grow. Like there's a the B team. Division two in the world juniors has Australia. I want to see that Belgium, China. I feel like China would be a lot higher. They've, they're all well, on the uptick. Uh, Croatia, Spain, Georgia, Iceland, Israel, Netherlands, Mexico, New Zealand, and Bulgaria. Some of see like Bulgaria isn't that weird to me because yeah, Bulgaria. Igor Shosturkin. No, no, not Shosturkin. Oh, Shosturkin's Russian. Yeah, Georgiev. Sorry, wrong Rangers goalie. But wow. yeah, that's where Georgiev is from. You should be ashamed of yourself. See, I made my mistake, and before you can make yours, Kuwait is in the division. Oh, no, not no. Luxembourg is in Division Three. Turkmenistan? What? <laughs> 
They're in the league. What? North Korea has been in the Division Three of the IIHF since 1963. Uh, I don't know if uh, they're there. I think that's just they're there to stay. Luxembourg since 1912. Oh, Luxembourg! Come on. They've it's been, been 108 years. Let's let's go. <laughs> they've been in the IIHF longer than it took the Cubs to win a World Series. That and also longer than than Canada. Also longer than Italy. Italy joined in 1924, mm-hmm. which is amazing. Uh, but like, I want to see more countries involved. Like, I, I'm trying to think like off the top of my head. Uh, like Estonia. I want to see like Estonia climb higher. Hey, that's ranks. Leo Komarov. It is. Well, uh, no, he's the Estonian born Finn from Russia. So he's everything. He's the Estonian Bronian. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, we went way off topic. As we so yeah, Nick Robertson. Yeah. Um, so he's more or less making the team, whether it's on the, the he's making the team on the fourth line. That's my understanding. I think, or, he's, I think or, he's on the third line just because his skill set won't really match on a fourth line role. Well, there's the talk of the taxi squads, which there's going to be some people that are going to be like intermittent on there because like, there's going to be no, from what I'm understanding, there's going to be no, there's going to be limited waivers. I think. Cause yeah. I know like for certain players, you would need to throw them back on waivers in order to send them down to the AHL. But I don't think that's necessarily going to happen. Going to be year. the case. Yeah. Cause like, you know, there's going to be players that are going to be, uh, you know, unfortunately there are going to be COVID cases because there are people, you know, and I don't want to just pin it on the players, but like, you know, it's everywhere at this point. Mm. You, you can, can be get the most responsible person in the world and still get the virus. Exactly. Like it's, it's almost like, you know, like, especially like when we see the flu, like the, mm-hmm. there was like a lot of instances, especially within the last couple of years, like one guy gets the flu, like chain reaction to three guys getting it, And then three guys getting it into like two other guys getting scratched. And it's like, this could be really damaging um, for Nick Robertson. I think if they do do a taxi squad, which I think is most likely going to be the case, especially for teams that are up against the cap, like the Leafs, like the Tamp, like the Lightning. Uh, I think Arizona's up to the cap, which is very surprising. Uh, and then there's what? another there's another team that I'm hold on, I have to check. So it's Arizona, Toronto, uh, Vegas, Vancouver, St. Louis, Toronto, Washington, Anaheim. Well, Anaheim didn't put their players on LTIR, I don't think. Winnipeg and uh, Edmonton. All of those players are above the eighty-one and a half million dollar threshold. Dallas is under it by like two hundred fifty thousand dollars, which is hilarious. But my favorite is the New Jersey Devils with seventeen point one nine five million dollars in cap space. They're just gonna call everyone and be like, "So, you hear? I hear you have this shitty contract." Mm-hmm. It's just like the the Captain America. Uh, in, instructional videos and, and uh, far from yeah. home. <laughs> so, you want to find out if you're going to play for the Leafs. Well, here's the thing with the taxi squad. This is why I think that it's almost a certainty that Nick Robertson makes the team. Is also because they're playing like a lot of games in a condensed amount of time. And I don't think there's going to be one player that plays every single game just based on that. You want to keep people fresh and all that. And you'll also be playing the Senators a whole bunch, so there's no need for, like, everybody to be playing the Senators all the time. But <laughs> Well, I mean, I think Sens are going to be better. <clears throat> but they're still the Sens. Um, yeah, but, yeah, I just think that it's going to be – like, there's going to be a lot of, like, tinkering with the lineup. There's going to be a lot of, like, people going in and out, like, from – so, yeah, that's why I think they're going to – that's why I think Nick Robertson makes the team. He won't be an everyday player. But I think he'll play about like fifty percent of the games, maybe, just to take a load off of a lot of the other people, like especially like the Joe Thorntons, the Jason Spezzas, the the Wayne Simmons. Yeah, like there's gonna be some load, man. I think like what's funny is that I remember like a year or two ago when um when Freddie was hurt, and then they had to like call up Kasky Swole every single game just to have two guys on the bench. Like if you think those moves were annoying. Dude, hold on to your butts because like everybody is going to be making like moves like that every single day. And like it's gonna and what was really interesting is like and what I was thinking is like okay, like 
for the Leafs, it's really easy. You literally just drive, not even drive. You literally could take a streetcar from the exhibition plaza to the Scotiabank Arena, and you're already there. Obviously, this is you know with with no COVID involved. With COVID involved, it's going to be really hard for teams to to get players because, like, if you think about it, like Vancouver's AHL team is in Utica, which is in New York. Yeah. First of all, why? Second of all, why don't they have? I still think they should maybe try and move it to like Kelowna or Victoria, just so like it's close. Um, Even just temporarily for this season, at the very least. Yeah, because like I don't know, like we found apparently the WHL wants to start January eighth. Which good luck with that. Um, but like, yeah, like another one is that's really weird. Is um, I think I think actually no, I think it's only Vancouver because like Winnipeg's got the Manitoba Moose, Edmonton's got Bakersfield, which is close by. Well, not close by, but like it's within Alberta. Calgary's got Stockton. Uh, Ottawa's got Belleville. Toronto's got the Marlies. Montreal's got Laval. Yeah, exactly. And like, am I forgetting uh, a Canadian team? I think I got all of them on that and hit them, hit them all on the head. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just looking at the yeah, list. Yeah, that one always made no sense. Like, like, just about every single team has their AHL affiliate, like, relatively close to them at the very least. And then for Vancouver, there's just literally on the opposite side of the continent. Yeah, that one's really, really weird. And, like, I know, like, there's a couple weird ones, like uh, the Chicago Wolves. Um, yeah, how come they're never Chicago's team? They've been Rock- like because Rockford, because Rockford, Illinois. But they've been every Chicago has been the farm team for literally every other team except for Chicago. Just like how Charlotte is supposedly should be the team for the Carolina Hurricanes, but it's not. Yeah, there's it's it's there's some very weird ones. So, anyways, we we cool. got off topic again. It goes to show you, there's not much to really talk about. It's a slow today. news day. Um. But yeah, uh, just to like to hit on the Nick Robertson head, uh, am I upset that he's not at the World Juniors? No. If anything, I'm happier. I'd rather him not risk him getting sick. Um, I got into a discussion with uh, one of our friends, Luke, about Jack Hughes going to the World Juniors. I don't think it would matter if he went or not. I personally would have maybe sent him just so he could get his like hockey IQ sense back. I mean, Quinn Hughes was basically canceled on Twitter like a week ago, I think. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw that. Cause yeah, like, I did. Everyone's a bootlicker nowadays. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's not a big loss. Like, I, I, it's fu- you know what else is really funny? Everyone just shitting on Alex Turcott. What happened with him? Well, I mean, like, he was picked. Or no, it wasn't Alex Turcott. It was uh, Cole Caulfield. Oh yeah, Turcotte also like has kind of dropped. Like, dude, Cole Caulfield went from like being one of the the highly touted picks within the last draft, and everyone's just like, yeah, Cole Caulfield kind of sucks. I mean, like that's saying something for me, but like, yikes! Yeah, like, he he went he went at what overall? I'm trying to remember. He went at his eighth, was it? Like something like that, like. Mid to late was, first round. Wasn't it was 20, 2019, right? Yeah. He went 15th overall. Uh, and some of the players that went before him were uh, Turcotte, as I mentioned, Mort Sider, Dylan Cousins, Charles Zegris, Vasily Podkolzin. Podkolzin, yes. Um, and a couple other names. Uh, actually, there's not really anyone else that really... Uh, Nolan Foot, who was like Tampa property for like five minutes and then was traded, uh, and then yeah, it's really there really isn't a whole lot of uh, names, especially just because it's been uh, it's only been like a year and change that we've seen some of these teams in action. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, so I guess kind of just to hit on the Nick Robertson head just to go back. Um, not bummed that he's missing the world juniors. Uh, team North team, team USA is not going to be nearly as good. Uh, team Finland on the other hand, the Leafs still have uh, six, six prospects. 
going to the world juniors it's uh oh wait hold i had it and then i lost it because you made me friggin go and search uh andrew raycroft that's in the italian league yes so i got okay so it's uh so they have i know a lot of them are with finland and with russia um so yeah sweden there's nobody uh Finland. Yeah, it's only Finland. We have three on Finland and three on Russia. Yeah. So with Russia, it's uh, it's Archer uh, Akhtimov, who I believe is looking like it's going to be their backup, um, yeah. because it's uh, Askarov, um, which of course uh, Mikhail Abramov, um, Rodion Amirov, who we are going to get those two confused. <laughs> Um, mm-hmm. so that's three with Russia and you said three with Finland too, right? Yes. Yeah. So Topi, uh, Nimela, uh, Miko Kokkinen and, uh, Roni Hervonen. All of those players are some of the best players on their team. And I'm not trying to say this to be biased. It's just factual. Well, the only thing stopping, um, the goalie, um, I can only pronounce his first name, unfortunately. Um, Arter. Is that you have Archer, to ask? Art Aktiamov. Suck it. Archer. Can, the only thing is uh, with Archer Zerbe. With <laughs> you that guy had some dusty pads. <laughs> exactly. But anyways, That's, yeah. So the only thing with him is that he's on the same, happens to be from the same country as Askarov, who's just probably like the best goalie prospect in years. So I think Russia. I think he does get up. into a game because everybody. I think I believe every team in the group stages has at least one back to back. Yeah, like and and there's gonna be round robin and exhibition games, so like there's gonna be some players. Hey, if I if I hear if I hear he's playing, I'm definitely going to tune in. Yeah, well, I mean, like it also like it also depends on like what the game matchup is going to be, right? Yeah, but like, dude, Russia's been the epicenter of like some intense goalie development. Oh yeah, like from, like, like Vasilevsky, from now on. Like, like honestly, if you if you want to draft a goalie, make go sure he's Russia. Russian. Yeah, go to Russia. Exactly. Like, it was what it was uh, Vasilevsky a couple years ago. Askarov looks like he's looks like the real. Well, I know it's very very early, but There's everything another... that you've heard is like he's like one of the best goalie prospects. Yeah, uh, Igor Shosturkin. Yes, uh, Elvers Mers Lincolns, I believe, is also Russian. I believe he's Latvian. Ah. Let me check that. Elvis Mers Link. And he is. Yeah, he was born in Riga, Latvia, so not him. Damn it. I was close. Um, I was going to say Grubauer, but he's too old. Um, Whatever. There's a lot of good Russian goalies. Yes, basically. Um, Miko Koskinen. No, I'm kidding. He's Finland. He's Finnish. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, really you, know, just... you know what really annoys me about Miko Koskinen? The contract? No. The fact that he wears number 19 and is a goalie. Yeah, that's weird. Like, if you look at the goalies, like, if it, usually they never start with, like, a, a number in the teens. It's always, like, yeah, 20 it's and weird. above. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's very, very weird. Um, But as far as, like, the World Juniors go, like, I'm excited, but I'm also kind of worried because I'm, like, the pessimist in me because of it being 2020 is, like, something bad going to happen. Um, but like I don't know uh, Is hockey going to be coming back I don't pissing know uh, it, The longer that they wait The longer it's going to damage the longevity of the sport mm-hmm. No matter if they come back And like have a boom period It's going to go back to like the status quo After like that season ends mm-hmm. But like who knows What's going to happen Because like again like There's still so much uncertainty With like vaccines and all this other shit like it's, it's it's pretty rough. So uh, just to wrap this up, which prospect are you looking most forward to seeing at the World Juniors of the Toronto Maple Leafs? A tie between Amirov and Abramov, just because they're both really good. Uh, Amirov, I see highlights on Twitter basically every couple of weeks, uh, just because he's been just dicking around with everybody in the KHL. Mm-hmm. Um. Abramov, I hear good things about, but I still want to like see it because I haven't really had a lot of uh, amazing uh, 
you know, time frames or I guess just because like he's been playing in the Quebec League, I'm pretty sure. And like that's been a mess playing in, uh, in Quebec. Uh, yeah. So probably those two. Uh, the Finnish like players like uh, Nimella and Kokkinen would be interesting to see. I'm very um, interested to see uh, Roni Hirvonen. Was he the player who was announced like he announced he was drafted mid game? Yeah, and I've seen like highlights of him too, and he looks he looks like he can turn into something pretty good. So he's another player. Being well, I'll, I'll be keeping my eye on all of these uh, these prospects during the tournament. But yeah, Hero Vinen is one I'm I'm excited for. Right, I mean, yeah, it's gonna be very interesting to see what like mm-hmm. who plays where, who plays what, who does what. Um, but like, obviously, there'd be more optimism if like you know the world was normal. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much the big event that's happening. Um, any any Blue Jays conversation? Um, apparently they're gonna be out on Springer. They're in on real Muto now, which I'm kind of be going to be very interested in just because like, mm-hmm. even if you have Jansen as your backup, that's going to be gross. Um, and also like if they get real Muto, I'll be happy. Um, if they get Bauer and real Muto, that would be amazing, but that's kind of jumping the shark. See, um, I'm not really hundred percent sold on real Muto. Reasoning. I just think, I just, I just like Jansen as like a defender and like as like a catcher and as a game caller. And like, there's a reason why Ryu really likes him catching for him. I think he's really good at what he does. He lacks the offense, but in the line with the lineup that the blue Jays have, I think it's okay to sacrifice some of the offense for like a solid, for, for the solid defense that he'll bring. Also, like, catchers aren't really known for their offense. They're known more for their defense and calling yeah. games, right? And I, f- and I think that, like, like Jansen is is better at that than Real Muto is. Yeah, exactly. And it's also a bit of a steep price, too. Yeah. I think, like, to be fair, if you were going to go for somebody, go for an arm. They are interested. I'd rather, in- I'd rather them – I'd be more happy to see if they don't get Lindor – and through free agency, I'd like to see them get a starting arm and and another outfielder as their two uh as their two big fish in free agency. Um there was rumor that they were interested in a uh in a pitcher from Japan. I do not remember his name because of course I am bad at everything. Um I'm just trying. Okay, here we go. Rumors. Uh, so they are looking at a uh, Hasun Kim from mm-hmm. the uh, KBO. Um, they are also interested in. Uh, I believe there was another Japanese pitcher that uh, they were linked to, um, but the problem is, is that I'm not really sure. Um, if I would be really interested in signing him just because like they already kind of did that with, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Yamaguchi. Yeah. And he hasn't really, uh, bringing in Tyler white is fine. Don't hate that move. Um, depth. It's depth. It's depth. Uh, he can very much be kind of like a Travis Shaw player. Um, who could play first. It's a right-handed bat. It's whatever. Force wall didn't they have him and like they yeah, had I think they, so yeah like they had him they they like let him go and now they're just like oh, okay we have made enough money we can bring him back now which i mean like that's nice mm-hmm. that's uh, a nice gesture from uh from management uh yeah <laughs> it's weird because the winter meetings came and went and there was no big Big signings like there usually is that week, but then again, like baseball has been notorious of letting everybody down. Yeah, so, I mean that's very true as well. Is there, is the NBA the only sport league that really doesn't let everybody down? Like they they let people down. They have the not, most entertaining off season, and they have arguably I'd say one of the most entertaining products out of everyone, just because like basketball's growing north of the border. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as much as people want to say it's shrinking south of the border, it's really not. 
No, the NBA is when it comes to like the big four. Yes, the revenue wise, it's the NFL. They own a day of the week. But in terms of like pop culture and like influence and all that, I think it's the NBA that takes the cake for that. Right. Um, but yeah, yeah, there really isn't that much else. Like, I would love if something broke like right now, but of course it's not going to break because. No, it's, it'll break right after we stop recording and the episode gets, and I'm in the middle of editing the episode. So, like, if something could drop at, like, 1 a.m., like Kawhi leaving to the Clippers did. Kawhi like requesting that. a trade to the Raptors. No, just a trade in general would be great. <laughs> just because that basically just goes to show you that they went through Or the someone comes in and says, actually, the Giannis report was false. <laughs> no, I'm not. I, I would be more content to see how far <laughs> the rabbit hole goes with uh with this whole clipper situation because like this is just a ticking time bomb no yeah and apparently there's some unhappy campers with one guy who is the mm-hmm. most unhappy guy of them all yeah but it's okay but it's okay because he wanted to go back to la mm-hmm. right anyways yeah we're rambling now so i think we should just uh yeah we're done just end it yes sir uh twitter insta same thing uh q underscore city roundup on the twitter Queen City Roundup on the Insta. We Follow us there. Do do fun stuff. Send us presents. It's Christmas time. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, That'd be yeah. nice though. I mean, I doubt I'm gonna get anything unless it's like <laughs> an- anthrax in the mail. For crying out loud! Oh God, that's brutal. Please don't mm-hmm. do that. I don't want to send anybody to prison. Yeah, or, or die, or get poisoned. Either or. This is getting dark. Let's end this now. All uh, right. Yeah. So. Thanks for putting up with our shit. Hopefully there's more stuff to talk about next week. Well, there will be because the Raptors season will be starting by then. Exciting. Indeed. All right. See you next week. Yes, sir.